It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. That's right, folks. we got another show live to you today, for you, to you, brought to you in studio here in the San Antonio area. God bless you, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome to Rise and Walk, everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day uh, today. It's actually gorgeous outside, at least here in the San Antonio oh, yes, area. yes, it's nice and chilly, which I absolutely love. Yeah, and I'm sure around the, the, the stations in Uvalde and Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Marble Falls, mm-hmm. of course, here in San Antonio, and all of the surrounding areas. That's what we say, South and Central, Central Texas. Texas, that's right. Um, you all are experiencing some great weather, so God bless you all. I actually like this weather. Most people want it to be really cold. <laughs> I, I do not. Yeah, um, you're not. The, the kids like to make fun of you because when it's cold, you're, you're in shorts still. Um, but then you're always complaining that you're cold, so... <laughs> Yeah. My kids really look forward to this time of year because they really like it being cold. They really enjoy uh, bundling up, especially my older girls. We, they like to read and and snuggle up with a good book and be in no, some all those me. hoodies that they love to buy. And so it's an awesome time of year. Oh, well, I'm glad they like it. So uh, today being uh, November 23rd, it's funny how it didn't click to me until this morning. And even mm-hmm. when I heard Joe McLean on GRN Alive uh, talking about the Saint of the Day, Blessed Big Girl Pro, it didn't click to me because I'm I'm pretty good about remembering November twenty third because it's a couple. Of, it's it's his feast day, Blessed Big Girl Pro. It's also Saint Clement or Pope Clement the first. Absolutely, his feast day as well. But also it's Archbishop Gustavo's uh, installation, installation anniversary. anniversary. That's yeah, right. So, we just realized that too. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah. So I mean, like, eight oh, years? Are you serious? Yeah. Ten? I Oops, think it's sorry. more like no ten. wait, ten years. Wow, <laughs> man, I am oh, way so ten, behind ten on that. Thank really you, Mario, for God bless you, Archbishop. All about Gustavo. that. Um, I, I think it was two weeks, maybe three weeks prior to that when they they did the press conference naming him that, and that's when that's I first right. met him. That's and, right. It was, it, yeah, it's a big, wonderful story. Keepers, peepers, 10 I, years ago? I'll tell the story no because you know, <laughs> I, I, there was a big, long line of people after the press conference when they, when they announced him and introduced him to everybody. And I was there because part of the media, the whole deal. And uh, I was there with Bishop Bianta, and a big line of people had gotten in line already to say hi to uh, his excellency. He was an auxiliary bishop for the diocese, Archdiocese of Chicago, so his excellency. Um, and I like, oh man, I can't get in a line. It's going to be a crazy long line. <laughs> and he's like, well, don't you want to meet him? I'm like, I do, but that's a long line. Uh, I talked to Bishop Bianta. <laughs> yes. So he goes, just go right over there. And, the, and one of the seminarians, I think, was in line and looked at Bishop Bianta. And Bishop Bianta signaled to him, like, you know, let him in. So <laughs> cool. I got in line. And um, uh, I was the next one up to see Archbishop Gustavo. And I said, you know, something like, uh, Your Excellency, may I may I do a little, you know, record something real quick? And of course, he, you know, got all straightened up and the whole deal. So, sure. <laughs> awesome. And uh, uh, he, I told him, said, do you know whose feast day it is that you're going to be installed on? He's like, oh, yes, 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 Pope Clement I. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, but it's also, we were just developing, a, we had just developed, I should say, a, a devotion to Blessed Miguel Pro. Absolutely. And I, so, of course, I told him, uh, but it's also Blessed Miguel Pro. He got excited and like, whoa, really? And he looked around and, and I said, Viva Cristo Rey. He's like, no, 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 no. He turned around to all the media that were there, the secular media, and said, Viva Cristo Rey. <laughs> and the cameras all turned and oh, you know, it was, so it was pretty cool. And uh, I said, you know, that's just, you know, that's what Catholic Radio does. It brings you the good news. <laughs> of course, I, I played upon that, but it was neat. And uh, yes. so every time we see him at different events, of course, we're one of the ones that blur- blurts out, Viva Cristo Viva Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. So and amen to that. Goes, and, Viva. And, and now we're 10 years later. Really, Mario? 10 years? Wow. 10 Mario's years. Not, yes. A decade. So, yeah. So let's get to praying because today we're going to talk about 
Advent. Absolutely. And, and before we're going to talk oh, about oh, Advent, yeah, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving because yes, we don't yes, want to yes. skip over that either. This no, is all about making else sure are... we live liturgically. So we're yes. going to go in order. So yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. And although technically um, Thanksgiving is not a liturgical holiday. Right. But we still need to be giving Thanksgiving and call it Thanksgiving to God Day. It is very necessary. Yes. To be we'll get thanks. into that. Thanksgiving yes, to God. absolutely. So let's start off by praying. Uh, folks, if you join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. An Advent prayer. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in piercing cold in that hour vouchsafe, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of His Blessed Mother. Amen. Amen. And it is piously believed that whoever recites the above prayer 15 times a day, I didn't see that part, uh, uh, from the Feast of St. Andrew, which is November 30th, until Christmas, will obtain what is asked. And to that I say, Lady Guadalupe, pray, pray for, for us. St. Anthony the Padua, pray, pray for, for us. us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. Amen. Blessed Miguel the, Pro. Oh yes, blessed Miguel Pro, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, <laughs> and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amain. Uh, one thing I want to do want to jump in there and say is, folks, don't stop praying. You know, and I know praying. we keep praying under the election happened. It was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, I think some of the states have, have already certified, but there's some challenges. Just keep praying. Never lose hope. God's will be done. Amen. Remember, God keep is in praying. control. And regardless of what the world decides, God has a plan. And if you keep praying, he absolutely will hear your prayers. So Amen. no prayer is lost. Yes. So um, keep praying. And we're still in the month of November. So still dedicated to like the, the longest holy souls month the <laughs> and pur- purgatory. <laughs> With regard to the last topic, but the this holy souls and purgatory month is fantastic. You know, I often encourage people to have devotion to the holy souls all year long because oh, yes. it's literally an army of souls waiting to be asked to pray for your intentions and to intercede for you. So absolutely, this month of November is precious because it is devoted to the holy souls, and you can still take the opportunity to get your um, prayers in daily for the holy souls, to become devoted to them, to be asking uh, for their intercession on a daily moment-by-moment basis, really, which is what I do a lot of times if I'm in a um, a state of panic or in a hurry or I really need something. A lot of times I will ask the holy souls to assist me in all kinds of ways. So I encourage you to look at what um, Pope Francis has allowed us to do this year because usually it's during the first eight days of November that you get special graces oh, that's right. that's and indulgences right. by attending, by passing by or visiting a graveyard and praying for the holy souls. You can do that all month long uh, this year because Pope Francis has, has kindly extended that that grace. So look that up and make sure you know that you can actually apply those uh, indulgences to the soul that you are praying for. If you don't have one in particular that you're praying for, of course, God will apply Mm. them to any soul that needs it. But remember also to pray not only for your loved ones who have passed away, people who, people who you have known through life, friends, relatives, people that you may not have ever met. Like we find ourselves sometimes if we're watching a movie and we know that actor has passed away, we pray for that person's soul because you just, you don't know the judgment of God and you don't know where they are. And I would never, ever assume that someone is in heaven. Never assume someone is heaven. And no matter how saintly they are, you don't know the intimacies of their life and only God can judge them. So always pray for them because even if they are in heaven, the, the prayers will be applied 
perfectly because God's will is perfect. So he'll apply them where necessary. But most importantly, pray for the souls of priests and religious because they are often forgotten. And a lot of times they need a lot of prayer. There's a lot of souls that are in purgatory. Well, who it's need that a forgotten piece that I like to do. Yes. Those who have no one to those pray Those who have for been them. completely forgotten. Those who are not being prayed for at all. Also, those who have need just one mm. prayer, just one more prayer to get them released from the bounds of purgatory and released into heaven. So I encourage you, grow in devotion to the holy souls. This month you know, is precious. I, I still pray for former students of ours from when we were, we were kids Absolutely. in Edinburgh. We, we uh, have some Robert classmates Romero who have passed and, and away Garcia. in elementary school yes. and in high school. Javier, I remember there was a Javier. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who over the years you may know and remember <sighs> who um, co-workers, um, people who have passed away suddenly or maybe elderly people, just anybody that you can think of and I mean, sometimes I even look in the newspaper and the and the obituaries. I know today's Catholic, I look a lot at the obituaries and I think of those people. Pray for them. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing to do to pray for them because believe me, they are waiting. They cannot pray for themselves. They're waiting for your prayers and yeah. they will assist you. They are absolutely allowed to do that. That's the only thing they can do. Amen. So ask the Holy Souls to help you and pray for them in return. Amen. And then look up the, the prayer of St. Gertrude the Great. Um, Absolutely. It is, it is uh, uh, commonly know, it is known that uh, Jesus gave her a prayer, and he said to her that every time the prayer was prayed, that 1,000 souls mm-hmm. prayed piously, piously right. that 1,000 souls would be re- <clears throat> released from, Absolutely. from purgatory. And, and am I correct? I know some of the readings that you've done, some of the mystics, Christmas Day is. is I was just about to say that. So, you know, when you put that little qualification in there piously, yeah, absolutely. We're very connected. (laughs) (laughs) When you put that term in there piously, we have to remember um, being a Catholic does not mean that you're superstitious and that you believe that there's a get in free card, just like um, wearing a scapular will get you into heaven automatically, no matter what kind of life you lived, as long as you wear that scapular. It is not a get in free to heaven card and it is not a guaranteed card. The idea is that God wants you to, to, Go with an open heart and a, and a pious heart and a faithful heart, knowing full well that your prayers are never perfect. We can ask Our Lady, though. I always tell people, even if you have absolutely nothing or the little dust of nothing to offer to God, gather up that little bit of dust and hand it to Our Lady. Our Lady will perfect that and turn that into gold and then offer it to her son on your behalf. So never feel like you're offering your prayers and thinking, well, they're not going to be powerful because I'm not offering them piously because I don't know how to be perfect because I'm not perfect. God will perfect everything through his mother and through the grace that he gives her to dole out to us. And we can make our prayers effective. So don't worry about sounding superstitious because it's not superstitious. The church gives us beautiful ways to be pious and prayerful throughout the entire year. And you can pray for the holy souls and you can pray for things. And I'm glad you clarified, um, um, make them perfect. Because you know, most people think, hey, as long as I'm praying, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But we're qualifying it just a little bit more. So you just can like understand. when we're reciting our rosary. I know right. you and I always say your your mind can drift. You you start thinking about I'm other sorry, things. You, say? you what? feel. What? <laughs> Pay attention, Richard. <laughs> Things like that, and you worry, you're like, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't do it very well. That's not the right attitude to have because as you do it, you train your, your you train your mind and body and soul to conform to the will of God, and thereby doing that, you will become more perfected. You grow in holiness. So don't give up and say, I can't do it because I'm not holy. God wants you to grow in holiness, and that's the way you do it. You. You struggle, you struggle, you struggle, right? Yes, you yes. struggle. Uh, you know what's funny? I, we talked about today. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, discussing Advent, but I didn't mention the guest 
So uh, people need to know. <laughs> who is that? Michelle McClain. She's probably Michelle. tuning in right now. Yay, Michelle. Uh, of the, I was, you, you, I'm glad you, you clarified what uh, infamous. <laughs> I, just, just, I know. For the longest time I was home listening to you say that on the show. And I'm like, I don't think. It's like that quote from Princess Bride. I don't think a word means what you think it means. Thing, you, you know, yeah, yeah. The way you use it. Anyways, Michelle McClain is going to be, because she's, she's posted several things on Facebook over the years. Yes. I just love seeing her posts. She's one of those great moms. She's a Catholic homeschool mom like me, and she's one of those great moms who's much more organized than I am, who over the course of the years, I've followed her on Facebook and seen that she's done wonderful activities for her kids to really encourage them to take advantage as a family of the beauty of Advent and really just helps them in really beautiful, sweet ways. And this is the kind of thing we want to encourage families to do. Make your life liturgical. Live by the order of the church because the church is guiding you in the perfect order of God. And so she's going to come on the show and give us some ideas, just things that she's done with her family um, that really help celebrate the season of Advent. And we're really looking forward to talking to her. So I'm very excited that she said yes. And some of you may recognize the last name McLean. She is the wife of Joe McLean. Plane, mm-hmm. who what is his title now because he changes um, it every five seconds not mission it's investment like, <laughs> he is program king of the director. grn i can't remember what no, 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 king, of no, 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 no. king of the world anyway though. so he is the beautiful wife and she is just darling and i'm looking forward to talking to her today amen it's gonna be awesome it's funny you just reminded me that i didn't add her photo to <clears throat> oh we've stream. got to add her photo because she's I need super to figure cute out a way how to do that during the show <laughs> you see you might see the screen kind of fiddle around a bit absolutely but before we get it's to that pictures. i want to make sure you know we have a uh, many many priests out there <clears throat> that we that we love we love them all um, but dearly uh, we know them a little bit on a personal basis and uh one awesome priest uh reminded us that, that thanksgiving this coming thanksgiving don't don't forget to get to back get to, go to holy mass absolutely the and, and we're the first to admit that this was not something that we did growing up i can tell you for sure that i'm almost positive now i could be wrong i could be corrected that we did not grow up going to mass on thanksgiving day nope. I, i'm pretty sure that was something as is a, are a lot of things in our Catholic life. We realized that wasn't something that we were doing as we grew. And we're cradle Catholics, but um, after our real realization and our wake, awakening to our faith, we started to realize there's such beauty in the whole year. And one of the things we realized was we're not going to Holy Mass on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, because the Eucharist means. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So it like, literally whoa. means the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. And one of our favorite priests, Father Abel Ruiz, is always reminding people on Thanksgiving Day that it should be called Thanksgiving to God, God Day, Day. Because that's what we're really doing. I mean, ultimately, it is God who gives us every single thing. And we are supposed to be being thankful. Yes, of course, to each other. Yes, for the beautiful food we eat. Yes, for the family we have around us. But more importantly, to God. Because we wouldn't have any of those things if it were not for God. So if you can, I know we're living in strange times. I know the mass schedules are weird. I know there's a lot of crazy things you have to be concerned about. But if you are able and you are willing, please go to Holy Mass that day and thank God and receive God in Holy Eucharist in thanksgiving for all that he gives you every moment of every day. It's funny. So when you, when you said, if you are able, I'm thinking to myself, is she talking to Father Abel? Oh, no, no, no. no. If you're able. Yeah, if make you're it able. Out there. And make it Thanksgiving to God Day. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, make it the best Thanksgiving ever. And prepare for it. Absolutely. Encourage your family or whoever it is you're getting together with. Mm-hmm. Maybe even... Um, uh, at home, uh, you know, we have all these wonderful opportunities with your device, whether it be a laptop. Oh, yeah. Or Zooming your phone, and uh, FaceTiming. Zoom or and FaceTime somebody. Absolutely. Put the, plug in your phone. That way it doesn't run out of charge. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, hopefully you got Wi-Fi in the house, or that way you got unlimited data if, as long as it's going through your there Wi-Fi. Are ways. Just, yeah, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all can hook it up to your TV, and it's not like if you're actually having uh, Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> there with your family. So I mean, ultimately, the perfect um, scenario is to be right with each other. Right. But if that's not possible for whatever reasons, whatever concerns you have, and whatever precautions you're following, just know that it's very important to remind everyone. I mean, literally, don't forget to pray before your meal to pray in Thanksgiving for your family. Make sure that the head of the household, whoever's hosting the event, prays and offers the prayers. I know in past times we've attended Holy Mass and we've left with a a, a sheet of blessing that, a, that the prayers, they are encouraging you to recite before your meal are said. Um, don't be rushing to get that stuffing ready and make sure that, you know, uh, green bean casserole is done and then just kind of hurry into the meal. Make sure that you remember that it is very much about thanking God for the blessings and the abundance. And I know during this crazy time when everyone feels like they have a lot to worry about, everyone feels like there's so much distraction. That's just the devil trying to distract you from the reality of it, which is God is good. God is in control. He has everything in his hands and we should be grateful for the air we're breathing, for our five senses, that we woke up this morning, that we have food to eat. Um, There are so many things to be grateful for. In fact, we could probably spend our entire lives thinking every moment of every day, something we could be grateful for. So make sure that this Thanksgiving is very fruitful. Try to attend Holy Mass. If you can't attend Holy Mass, then do the next best thing or maybe the um, I, I don't know if it's the next best thing, but watch Holy Mass. You know, a lot of people are watching Holy Mass. We have been watching uh, St. John Cantius in Chicago's Holy Masses, and they are gorgeous, and the homilies are always beautiful, and they are so reverent and lovely. So I encourage you to go to um, them on YouTube, and they live stream every single Mass uh, beautifully. If you haven't seen their Latin Mass, it's gorgeous. And just, I encourage you, make it a holy day. It, you're right, Richard, it's not a liturgical day, but but it is born out of the idea that Christians recognize that God is the creator of all things and we should be grateful to him. So thanks be to God and and make Thanksgiving very, very fruitful on Amen. Thursday. Amen. Um, I'm trying to, of course, do some things behind the scenes, <laughs> folks. So that's why she was talking As like crazy. usual, I'm talking yeah. and I'm thinking, how long do I need to talk? And, you know, because people can beat me up. Like, like, you know, Richard, you know, Julie, Julie's on the show. She does all the talking. I'm like, because I'm in the cameras. he's busy, you know, yes. pushing buttons and but, his but arms we got and Marissa hanging out in the background there. Um, yeah, she's going to be putting some stuff today. out there Yay. for us. Um, see if I can get a, a camera on her just briefly. <laughs> You can see her right Way there. She the is Way back over there. Um, but quite often I'm, I'm running the cameras. Yes, and I, I often say you need like eight appendages so that you can. Yes. You need to know how to run things with your feet, with your there toes. You I yeah. think that's I look like I'm on the board today, so that's, <laughs> that's excellent. Absolutely, as usual. Um, He's like, and what am I, cut glass? <laughs> yeah, but I was going to put a camera on him, but whenever I do that, he goes, no, 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 he always shakes his head. So, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Thanksgiving to God, you got to be, be preparing for that. Um, a lot of people are jumping ahead and doing the whole Christmas decorations. Yes, and so uh, this just, is, like, you know, this is a big thing, you know, let's face it. A lot of people are very anxious to get to Christmas because 2020 has been really crazy and they want the joy and the celebration of Christmas. Totally get it. I 
absolutely love Christmas in our house. We really do it up. We decorate anything that's standing still gets draped in garland and lights, you and know, lights. And you know, if you stood still long enough, every, you'd probably every wrapped tree, in every, every tree, every room, every, every, every bed, room bed, has a Christmas tree. And I mean, I, I collect, have collected things for our family throughout the years. And, you know, I've had you pick up Christmas trees from the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm also not afraid to say that a lot of stuff we've gotten has been from shopping after Christmas, which really isn't after Christmas, people. Here's it's the, here's the, the lie that the culture tells you. The culture tells you that we've got to celebrate Christmas up until Christmas Day. And then you take down your tree and you forget about it and you move on to the next thing. Absolutely not. Liturgically, the Catholic Church teaches you very beautifully that there is a season for everything. And we have Advent before Christmas, so we should really embrace all the prayerfulness, all the preparation. I mean, we're talking about doing something is very countercultural. We're talking about prayer and fasting and almsgearing during a time when people are going to be spending money and having parties and celebrating uh, you know, to the hilt. And it's just so important. It's we're Catholics are very, actually very countercultural and we need to learn to um, make ourselves like the church because the church in her wisdom celebrates everything in perfect time because God is perfect. So we're going to talk about that because I totally get why people are just like, oh, I've got my Christmas tree and I'm getting my lights up because the temptation is great, but yeah. we can also embrace all the preparation for that and include all that while doing all the preparation for Advent, which is awesome in itself. There's some fantastic things that you can do during your ad, during the Advent season to really make it fun and celebratory, along with the fasting and the prayer and the preparation. Amen, amen. So that's what we're going to be touching on today. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, if you're watching this via Facebook Live, I encourage you to please, somewhere down here, click on <clears> Share <throat> And somewhere in the next option you see, you're going you're gonna to see something that, that says start watch party. Please do that. Because what that does, it lets all your friends know that are on Facebook at the time. Bling gives a little notification that you're starting to watch party. Excellent. And your friends will know, and then they'll tune in, and they'll spread the word. And well, that's how we get the word out And you there. know what I love? I love when you tell us who's watching, and, and if they ask a question, I think that's super cool. In fact, it's even more fun than if you got a phone call and someone was calling in, because here they can just type their question and say, hey, you know, how about mentioning this, or what do you think of that, or we do this for Advent. And it's a really great interactive way oh, to yeah. keep the show going. And so don't forget that we'll be talking about this topic in the after show a little bit afterwards. Yeah, that's where and, I was going. And really carrying that conversation on. And that's when we really start getting into the, as Shell, one of our um, favorite movies says, into the nitty gritty. Into the nitty gritty. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm going to quote that one too. Um, so uh, um, I was one blank with that. Oh yeah. So right now, currently our show only is on social media on Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, I think is it Instagram or Twitter? One of those does live things. All and, those uh, unknown yes, and, things and that I don't YouTube, know about. <laughs> ours currently does not. <laughs> my kids are always like, Mom, how come you don't know this? Yeah, it currently does a stream because I'm that. a mom. But uh, <laughs> there you go. You're busy. Um, but uh, once we get uh, somebody uh, consistent, somebody young and fabulous. Yes. Hint, hint, uh, hint. hint. Um, yeah. Oops. All these, oh, all these youngins the that know all the buttons to push yes. and the things to post. And using and, that new program, not new program, but that, that software that connects us to all the yeah. social media platforms. Totally fun. We will do that. I did hear this morning that Joe's second pilot show for the Catholic Drive Time news show that we're going to be starting from 6 to 8 in the mornings is was uh, on his Parlor account, which I think Ooh, is supposed yeah. to be said parlay. I, I've actually, no, I've actually been hearing a lot of people reference parlor, and a lot of people that I watch and listen to oh. are moving there. 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool uh, to see sure. how I'm that works. I'm not convinced yet, yeah. but oh well. I know everybody's got some some their their thoughts about the the big current tech. social media. Yeah, all know. the stuff's going on with big tech. <clears throat> but you know, I I know there's people that I want to <laughs> plant seeds with of, of the faith. Absolutely, you got to uh, scatter those seeds. What did you always yeah, tell the story about right. how Deacon Harold said all you got to do is scatter the seeds and then run. You don't have to worry Toss about them in there. you don't have to yeah. worry about you know staying to see if the seeds grow or they get they land on dry soil or whatever. Yeah, plus, Just, I don't know a thing about parlor. Yeah. So, <laughs> I need to learn that, I guess, over my time off. Yes, and, and anyway. then you'll fast forward and you'll say, oh, look, we're on parlor. Yeah, so that'll happen <laughs> some, at some point. And I'm sure yeah. there'll be other other uh, social media platforms as well. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Thanksgiving. I mentioned that we're going to be talking to Michelle. Yeah, about, and can I mention a few things sure before do. Michelle comes on? Because Ma- Michelle's going to have some fabulous ideas and I'm just thinking about no all the things that she's talked about. One of the resources that I absolutely love and have used over the years just as a really great resource year-round is called CatholicIcing.com. Oh, yes. And she's an awesome Catholic, Catholic mom. Icing? Yeah, icing, as in icing, like icing on a cake. Okay. It's Catholic Icing. Dot com and she is a fantastic resources for Catholic moms who really want to spice up their their family life with liturgical traditions and really fun stuff. I mean, this lady is super creative. She's got like coloring pages for almost everything under the sun to do with the saints and all kinds of feasts and all kinds of liturgical stuff. She talks a lot about, I mean, a lot of us, as I mentioned before, didn't grow up doing the things that she's encouraging us to remember to do, like remembering the feast days of the saints that happened during Advent, because there's a lot of fun, cool things. I mean, we didn't grow up knowing anything about the Feast of St. Nicholas and how his feast is December 6th, or putting the shoes out, the kids put their shoes out, and then uh, St. Nicholas visits, and you get a little gift in your shoe. I never knew that 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 tradition at all. Why? Because I wasn't immersed in my Catholic I faith. I remember when you first mentioned it, I'm like, what? Shoes? Yeah, I also didn't what? know. I know, it was really interesting yeah. to learn all these st- things. When, you're, when the light comes on in your head and you finally figure out, you know, wait a minute, this is, it's actually really awesome to be Catholic. The world is your oyster and suddenly you just find all these resources. So like there's the Feast of St. Lucy that happens and the traditions are adorable. Eyeballs, right? Yeah, eyeballs? so St. Yeah. Lucy was a virgin martyr and her eyes were ripped out. It was really gory. You know, Catholic faith is like really like, ooh, how did that happen? So she's pictured a lot with a little tray with her eyeballs on the tray which is really kind of scary but the cool thing is that she could see still with her eyeballs on the tray which is really like oh, a miraculous ooh, right okay. okay but see so she was a virgin and martyr and she was tortured and all this stuff and so but the traditions are for saint uh lucy that you make these beautiful buns because she was i think the swedish and the dutch celebrate her and the little girls in the family can put a little wreath on their head with can with pretend candles not real candles please don't light your kid up on fire on yeah, i've seen some really cute you go to catholicicing.com she's got beautiful pictures she's got coloring pages she's got ideas for every feast day remember the feast of the immaculate conception happens it's during that time saint yes. nicholas saint lucy there's some our excellent lady our lady guadalupe on saint december 12th um it, it's the the Catholic faith is tremendous. We're always feasting. And just think, even in a time of fasting and and um, trying to prepare and making yourself solemn, there's also feast days. That's what's so cool. God is so good. He just sprinkles in there all kinds of goodness. So I encourage you, if you, if you want to go one place, go to CatholicIcing.com. This mom is amazing, and she can tell you a whole bunch about how to celebrate. Amen. So we will be taking a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have Michelle McLean with us um, here on Rise to Walk. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. 
Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi there, Richard Lena here. On December 1st, we'll begin our 2020 Christmas share to help keep Catholic Radio on the air here in South and Central Texas. We'll be celebrating our 20-year anniversary of the Guadalupe Radio Network and ask that you please call in to renew your pledge or become one of the new GRN family members helping to keep our airwaves Catholic. Thank you and know that we pray for you every single day. Having trouble with your car radio? No worries. The Guadalupe Radio Network has just released our new version of our app. With the app, you can get a crystal clear connection of your local station no matter where you are. You can also listen to podcasts of past shows and find more ways to connect with us. Getting the new app is easy. Just search the App Store on your phone for the Guadalupe Radio Network and either download it or if you already have it, choose the update option. Happy listening. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hello from the studios of Guadalupe Radio Network. My name is Janelle and I'm a student at the University of St. Thomas. Can you believe Guadalupe Radio Network is 20 years old? That's older than me. GRN has been able to grow and flourish for so many years thanks to the grace of God, the intercession of Our Lady, and thanks to volunteers and listeners like you. So GRN can continue to grow and change lives. Please visit grnonline.com to see how you can help. Once again, that's grnonline.com. A time for courage. Can you hear me okay, Dave? Yes, I can. Thanks, Carlos. You're, you're loud and clear. Hey, just a quick comment. My comment is very simple, but times like this that our church is going through such tribulation is why we need platforms like Catholic Radio. We have to have Catholic Radio. And I love your station. We have to support it because it's what ties all Catholics together. Praise Jesus, Carlos. I couldn't agree with you more. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And we are back, folks, again here live from the studios uh, in San Antonio. But right before we get to our guest, I do want to remind you. You have a little something going on, don't you? (laughs) Uh, Starting tomorrow, but next Tuesday, December 1st, is our Christmas share a last chance for the year for you to get in and uh, into a pilgrimage drawing, but uh, of course to support your Catholic radio station, especially for those supporters, those donors that uh, that that call in every share every yes, Christmas share It's time to renew, so you'll be getting some phone calls from me and and uh, from some of our volunteers. Please, please, please keep us in your prayers, and if you could do a little bit extra to to support us. Uh, in the efforts that we do to bring you Catholic Radio across these beautiful stations, across the Guadalupe Radio Network, we would really love it if you gave us a call. Absolutely. So please keep us in your prayers. It goes for four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and we have the call center. I still need about a total of five more volunteers, two in the morning and three in the afternoon to cover the shifts. Ooh, okay. But you'll be getting more emails about this. So again, okay. our Christmas share for 2020, celebrating our 20-year anniversary 20 of Guadalupe years. Radio Network. <laughs> All right, so shifting gears, uh, just like that. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Um, we have Michelle McLean. Michelle, are you on? Please tell me you're, you're there. I am. Oh, hey, yes. Michelle. Woo-hoo. How are you God doing? bless you. Uh, welcome to Guadalupe Radio. And uh, this topic oh, is going to be awesome because uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you and Julie talk some more. I know. We might as well just <laughs> shut Richard out right now because it's going to be all about you and I right now. <laughs> 
So uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you because, as I mentioned at the beginning, I have watched you do things, post things on Facebook for a while. And, and you know, you're, oh you're in Houston. You're in Houston, and I'm in San Antonio, so we don't get to see each other a lot. But when we do, we love to be no, together. No, unfortunately. But, but what I really love about you're just so preciously following as much as you possibly can. Now, you and I have had lots of candid conversations about how difficult it is to keep up with all the things you have to do as a yes. Catholic mom, as a wife, as a homeschooler, all that jazz. We get it. But even yep. a little bit of effort goes a long way in really giving your children that beautiful Catholic experience during a season such as Advent. So I wanted to really, we didn't even really talk about this because I wanted to be fresh and organic when we were speaking. I want you to kind of share, just give me a brief overview of some of the things that you've done. Maybe some of the things that you've tried that you're just like, eh, that really didn't work very well for us. Or wow, we really like this tradition. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for Advent for your kids and your family? Oh, you're so sweet. I love listening to you, Julie. You do such a great job. You too, Richard. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I have done a lot of things, and some things sometimes stick, and some things don't. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean that it wasn't beautiful. It just meant that maybe it didn't work in our dynamics um, right. with for whatever reason. Um, and honestly, I don't necessarily think of a lot of things on my own. I have learned so much from so many wonderful moms, either in my um, you know direct circles or online, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Catholic icing, she's one of them. Also, over the years, we've seen uh, things come through, and we borrow those ideas. Um, it's so much fun. I used to be discouraged because I'd, I'd actually, you know, have all these, there's, there's, there's so much, there's like a plethora of beautiful <laughs> enriching things that we can bring home and do with our children. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have so much on the plate and then it doesn't roll out absolutely beautifully and smoothly, mm-hmm. right? And then we get discouraged and we're like, well, that stinks or, you know, it's not going to work. And, <laughs> and I would get discouraged because if it didn't f- unfold as beautifully as I had planned, yeah. um, I would think that the kids weren't getting anything from it or it, I wasn't help enrich their advent and that is wrong that those are not words from god any little bit that we can bring to the table or bring to our family or bring to our children is absolutely precious and beautiful and worth every effort even on the days that it doesn't roll out beautifully so mamas (laughs) with little that are listening do not be discouraged just keep (laughs) marching onward and upward is what i say a little bit at a time um you know, a little bit at a time. Some days are more, some days are less, and that's okay. That's right. And so for those who don't know your family, tell me how many kids you have and like what the ages range for them. Because some people are thinking, oh, she's probably talking about kids that are mostly grown up and she doesn't have like little ones reaching into the right. stuff on the table. <laughs> tell us about oh, your ages well. of the kids. <laughs> so I, I have six beautiful children on earth and um, some more in heaven. I have one that's out of the house now and um, actually has his own little beautiful family. So Yay. I have grandbabies to make all these wonderful new plans with, right, <laughs> new traditions. Absolutely. But my children at home are um, 15 and a half, 13 and a half, um, 11 and a half, and nine and a half. And then my youngest is four and a half. But all those four in between that were just two years, yes, I had all of those littles. And and it is hard. It's very, very, very hard. And, you know, um, some wonderful moms, I've learned so much from just beautiful moms. People Mm -hmm. think, oh, you're a better mom. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm still learning. Really, I am. But, um, (laughs) you know, every season is different. And Mm -hmm. um, it just sometimes you're in the season where you think you just can't pull it off or can't do it and it's too much. And it's okay. Just do one beautiful little thing. Okay, so one of the... Little things that I've done before, and there are some that I do want to show that I absolutely love, and they're ones that I just okay. keep doing every year. Even if it doesn't unfold beautifully, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, like, okay, so 
one of the things for me as a mom that over the years I have done, and I so love doing, it just kind of helps, even if just by looking at it, because I'm a, kind of a visual person, mm-hmm. um, is just bringing the liturgical colors home oh, yes. and displaying them. So the beginning of Advent, um, you know, I do put up some Christmas things just because of the practicality of you know, look, pulling out the things, getting Absolutely. them up. It, I can't do it all on the week leading into Christmas or that right. weekend. It just doesn't happen. So I do a little bit at a time. But the first thing that goes up is the purple cloth. I That's put them right. in all my prominent areas. Um, the purple cloth comes out. I every year try to have what I, I call it, the Advent table, but it really is a table that becomes my Advent table, the Christmas table, the Lent table, the Easter table for, for important <laughs> seasons. But I will take either a purple sheet. I have, you know, gone and bought, uh, you know, really inexpensive purple cloth by the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put it in a prominent area so that even though there might be some still Christmassy looking decorations that are coming out, we see that purple and it just brings us right back into focus that we're not Absolutely. there yet. We're leading into it. We're preparing as best we can right it's it doesn't like i said doesn't always unfold beautifully but i love the purple um cloth coming out because we are seeing all these wonderful things coming up and i have to put mm-hmm. things up little by little um but the purple cloth just kind of redirects our minds and our, our hearts i think that's super lovely and you're reminding me that a lot of people even catholics who have been catholics all their lives don't know the significance of liturgical colors and they're they're not mm-hmm. recognizing that during the the season of advent and lent we're we're wearing purple because it's penitential it's preparational yeah. it's also royalty we talk about in the catholic church how how a purple is a, a color of kings and we're of course we're getting ready to celebrate christ in his infancy and as yeah. a newborn babe so i love that and i love the idea that it is really about the season and purple evokes a beautiful um literally the um image of the preparation of the season because purple is not necessarily a color that most people use for Christmas. So it's definitely significantly different. I also love that you're talking about your, you have a space in your house that is basically liturgical and, and moves as the year moves around and your kids probably look to that area of your house and recognize and really are uh, in enthusiastic about the season that you're in. So that's, Fabulous. Now I'm, yeah. I'm remembering some of the things you've done in the past. You've got to, you've got to take me to this. I remember looking at some of your posts going, where in the world does she have the time? Didn't you do something with a <laughs> shepherd or something? Wasn't oh my something? goodness. Yes. Okay, okay. So it can be done with, oh, sorry. Okay. Let me talk about the shepherd for a minute. Yes. So <laughs> I, we never did, um, you know, the elf on the shelf the or anything like that. Shelf. Not yeah, knocking it. It's just not yeah, anything that I never did. Right. Um, and then I saw this little shepherd doll and I happened to buy one of the mainstream, you know, Advent shepherd dolls, but it can be any little. I know moms that make little dolls and they use those. Cute. And he does. He comes out um, the first Sunday of Advent and you know greets us with a you know Happy Advent, Happy to see you again. And the kids know it's me. They don't care. They just think it's so much <laughs> it's fun so and exciting, and, and it just fun. kind of yeah. brings our hearts and minds. Um, into just entering in the season. He usually, you know, brings our Advent candles or whatever, or just kind of a message. Um, and he does, he moves from place to place. Um, he's not doing anything naughty per se, but he does either bring a treat. Sometimes it's just a scripture verse, um, hand, you know, handwritten notes, encouragement, or if we have something special that we're going to do that maybe the kids didn't know about that, you know, that we're going to do. He also reminds us of feast days. Um, so he does travel with us through, um, you know, he might 
be wearing pajamas one day if we're if we're going to have a pajama <laughs> night. I don't know. It's just so uh, it, along you know just along our journey and you know our lady. He's usually found at our lady's um, you know feast day, like you know on his knees praying in front of her statue or whatnot. So he he does yeah. travel with us. I I do love that. But there's like Mary on the mantle is one that I've seen floating around recently, okay, and I just love that idea too. What is that? What is that? So it's just basically a little, she looks like, and it can be any doll, but this particular, um, I don't have the name of the company in front of me, I'm sorry, but Mary on the Mantle, I just saw it floating around. It's the same idea. It's just a little, like a hand-sewn doll almost, it looks like, mm-hmm. and she comes out during Advent, and she's preparing, and there are so many lovely ideas that this, um, that I think if you just maybe Google Mary on the Mantle, you'll see they have a whole bunch That's of ideas precious. already. Absolutely. And you can like, you know, shove some toilet paper or something, a cloth under her dress and make her tummy kind of yeah. come out a little bit. <laughs> Um, in fact, our we this year. Well, I don't know if my kids are listening. I can't know. But anyway, we, there's something special. Come, we have an expectant. We have a new little statue that's going to join us in oh, our um, collection. So she's an expectant Mary, um, uh-huh. not a big one, just a small one. But she's mm-hmm. going to come and be sitting in in the middle of our Advent wreaths um, this year, and she'll be coming out year after year. So I have done the shepherd. I do do the shepherd. It's fun for me, and it is work every night. But um, it helps enrich me too. That while I'm doing it for the children. It helps this mom because we get so busy mm-hmm. um, that we need those little encouragements too. And if right. if I'm encouraging them in the moment, if I'm trying to do something to present for them the next day, at that moment I'm being encouraged and I'm being enriched as well and I'm being reminded as well of my Advent journey, not just of all the fun little things but um, just the enrichment of heart and mind and preparing. The other thing that I do that I that I love that is is work too, and I'm, I'm not done with it yet. It's almost done. But um, several years ago, a friend of mine from New Hampshire, um, her name is Rachel. Um, we still Facebook friends and we interact, but I come from a really small, it was a very small, close-knit homeschooling group out there. Mm-hmm. And we remained in contact. And then one year I saw that she had created this Advent candle, and it has been one of my favorite things to do in the kids too, because once they see me start working on it, like, you know, because I have to do it a couple weeks in advance, right, because I just can't spend all these days doing it. It's a little bit at a time, whatever I can squeeze in my day, mm-hmm. and I can see them getting excited about it. And basically, I just take a poster board, mm-hmm. you know, Dollar Tree poster board. They're like two for a dollar, mm-hmm. and I do this every year that I have already have the um, measurements written in, like, in my notes so that every year I just pull it out and I can just whip it out. But one year is all Advent, and the back of it, so in the front is all Advent, and the back is Christmas. I literally just draw, like, squares. Uh You know, I have Advent on there, and I've created a Google Docs um, file where I have, like, all my little um, pictures of all saints that we're observing. Um, I also have, like, you know, the first candle lit, a picture of, like, one candle lit, you know, second candle in the bedroom lit, third candle in the bedroom lit, and so on. And I even have, like, little small picture of the vestment colors that change for special oh, yes. pieces and, and whatnot on there. Um, and we just, like, and we also handwrite. We'll handwrite in there if there's anything that we, as a family, are going to do. So not only is it, like, you know, liturgically, everything is kind of in our face. We see it looks like one big calendar of squares, but all the pictures of the special saints that, you know, um, we want to be reminded of daily and also my mm-hmm. oldest son's birthday is in December, so he's oh, on great. there. He celebrates in a wedding anniversary with St. Ambrose, and I've kind of oh. declared St. Ambrose their matrimony patron yes. saint. <laughs> so now, you know, we've not really done a whole lot with St. Ambrose, but guess what? Now he's a new saint in our life, and That's we will right. be, you know, remembering him. Um, my grandson's birthday is in January, so after Christmas, but um, so, you know, I'll do that for 
all Advent, and I hang it up. It's a big poster board. Um, How cute. But it's, I enjoy seeing that, and you can also put in whatever, like I said, special things that your family will do, but, you know, whatever feast days um, are on there as well. You um, know, so one, now, one of the things ahead. we started doing uh, many years ago, although I don't think we did it last year, is you know, when a, one of the kids does something good, extra oh, yes. good, extra special, uh-huh. is, you know, in Jesus' little manger, uh, yes. they put a piece of uh, straw or yarn. Yeah, so what we did yes. one year is we, we had a, a different color, um, like a beige color yarn and a brown and a gold yes. or whatever. And every kid had that color designated to them. And we just did oh, little wow. strings, long strings of them. And the idea was the manger was empty because our ceramic baby Jesus wasn't in there yet. And every time they did a good deed or they did something they were proud of or they wanted to offer as a sacrifice something, they would take from their little bag of string of yarn and they would place that in the manger so that they were preparing an offering to soften his his um, crude his little bed, bed yeah. for, for his coming. And it was like an opportunity for the kids to actually feel like they were doing something for baby Jesus, like they were preparing right. for his coming. And I think that's so important. What about the Advent wreath? Do you all do the Advent wreath, Michelle? Do you all light we it do. at night? Um, we I do. Love the, I love the making baby Jesus's bed soft, too. We do the same thing. We just yeah. have like a, you know, with a brown crinkle paper, put yes, the bag there, absolutely. and we take, you know, baby Jesus goes away. So I love having, I'm going to get to the um, Advent wreath, sorry, but okay. I have multiple nativities and all the baby Jesuses, you know, are hitting away. And it's just one of the most magical things. Christmas morning, they wake up. The first thing they do, I mean, there's presents under the tree, but they go, you know, or, you know, walking to all the different nativities and seeing that baby Jesus Jesus is put back in his place. But I do love making his bed soft. (laughs) In some years, his bed is nice and poofy and wonderful. And some years, it's a hard bed, unfortunately, but we just try every year, right? But yes, the Advent, we do have the Advent wreath. Um, and while, you know, it's a wonderful thing to light, the, you know, the candle on Sunday, each, you know, um, each Sunday, candle uh-huh. for each Sunday of Advent, mm-hmm. I, I love lighting it every night. For we dinner, have these yes. little small, and you can find, there are so many things online, too. But I have these really old, just really tiny little, like, Advent family prayers and meditations, yes. and um, they're, they're short and sweet, but they're significant. And, you know, they enrich our hearts and our minds at that moment. So every yes. night we do... Um, light the candles. I don't know how sometimes I hear folks that have the candles that they use from like one year to the next. I'm thinking, are they burnt down every year? But I like that. I like that we burn them every night and we might leave them on for a little while longer, you know, during dinner or whatnot. But absolutely we, um, you know, have little meditations or prayers. And one of my other most wonderful things that I love doing is I love observing the O antiphons. I was just about to say, do you all do the O antiphons? Because for those people like myself many years ago who had never, ever heard, I think it was a family of friends of ours, I had never heard of the O antiphons and how these are, these are beautiful little like exclamations of praise and you're and you're literally going through the titles of of jesus right yeah and you're preparing for his coming and and it's just so glorious and i remember hearing about this and going how come i didn't know there's another thing that you can find on catholic icing and i'm sure other websites too just a little antiphons and it starts like on the 17th or something it's not something that starts to the 23rd uh, yes and so it's an opportunity to like build that crescendo towards the actual coming of Jesus and the birth nativity. And it's just such a lovely thing to do. And back to the Advent wreath, I mean, like the littles yeah. absolutely love, I mean, who doesn't love to see fire in the house, right? Yes. And the idea is that it <laughs> And is then there's always beautiful. an argument of who gets to blow yes, it out. Who gets to light it and who gets, who to, blow gets it out. to blow it out. And who gets to carry the baby Jesus to the different. So it's lovely if you yeah. have a variety of baby Jesus mangers all over. 
Yes. Because you have a variety of nativity scenes, then it's very likely that you can have all the kids at one point or another process. We like to have our youngest one bring process the baby Jesus in as we sing, Oh, come let us adore him or something on the on Christmas Eve. I mean, there the Catholic faith is so fabulous is. and exciting and fun and creative. It's beautiful it's and so rich. much fun. Yes. Do y'all do the Jesse tree? Michelle, do y'all do a Jesse tree? We, we do. Um, see, this is one of those things where sometimes you can have a bunch of things and they unfold so right. lovely. And, right. and sometimes they're just kind of there to enrich what you're you know, what's working out more that year. Sure, but yes, absolutely. I absolutely love the Jesse tree. There are tons of different ornaments. I'm actually doing another set this year that uh-huh. somebody had given me last year. I'm uh-huh. not even joking. Last year on cardstock, <laughs> this year I finally got around to cutting it out. I got it laminated, punched mm-hmm. a hole in it, got some purple ribbon, so they're done. And on the back it'll tell you the scripture verse, and, um, you know, we do do the, the Jesse tree. I also have a, a Jesse tree banner that I made Ooh, many, many moons ago cute. when Stephen was oh, little. Awesome. And that was... Um, um, I want to say it was like Catholic Heritage Curricula years ago had the okay. uh, fun with felt. And I had made that one years and years and years ago. I still put that up. We don't always follow the scripture verses on that particular one, mm-hmm. um, but we do put the, um, you know, the symbol up and we, you know, every few days or whatever it is, we'll kind of go through maybe with the, the littles and I'll just say, you know, we kind of just, you can make that small little connection of through salvation history coming yes. down. It's, it's really yeah, beautiful. So, but I do enjoy the Jesse tree right. too. So we are going to do that this year. And there are some you can print for free that you can color, there's you can laminate have, them. There's a book and, that we have. You, know, you I can didn't punch have out the all of this. ornaments. The, the banner I did do years ago. That was the one thing that I did. My sister-in-law actually helped me years ago. But um, I know when there's a bunch of littles, it's hard to yeah. kind of get it together and have a game plan. Uh, one thing that really helped me was I have advent bins. I have Christmas bins. You know, you Very put all your good. decorations away. But I have my Advent bins too. I also have a Lent and Easter bin where I anything that I put my time and energy into, I'll store in there all Absolutely. year because I know it's going to be used again. It's part of our life. It's it's our faith, but it, it's our life, and so um, it is worth putting the time and energy to because we are trying to live liturgically at home as best we can. It's not mm-hmm. always you know beautifully done, but um, whatever little bits that we can do and live with the children, it is so worth it. But we do do the Jesse tree too. I really really love that. Now, I think some people will do. You know, you can do a Jesse tree that starts on, like, December 1st, but, I mean, mm-hmm. as Catholics, we can start and should start the first Sunday of Advent. Right. Um, and so I guess Which we get, like, what is it, formal Sunday. ornaments or something right. like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, Jesse tree is another wonderful thing to add. And, and some years it's been just one that I printed, and I have these, like, little images that I've cut out, and I'm like, okay, here, glue it on. Just, you know, glue it on <laughs> and be done. And other years it's, it's unfolded <laughs> a little bit more, you know, wonderfully. Um but it just is just one of those beautiful things. And I actually belong to a group that I'm um, saying with me, though, that, you know, there are some moms in there that are like, I've never heard of the Jesse Tree. I've never that's heard right. of this. I've never heard of that. And, and this is so wonderful that we can talk about it because if anyone that's listening that hasn't done it or isn't familiar with it, I've never done these things growing up. There's so many beautiful, just wonderful aspects of our faith that we can bring home, and it just helps us every little bit of the way. And Advent is just one of those. It, I call it, me and my friend Donna Johnson, we can literally talk all year about Christmas and Advent. We call it our happy place. So happy whenever place. we're having like a bad moment or something, we'll say, we're, I want to go into my happy place and talk about it. But, um, you know, it is a time of preparing. The other thing that I do that I really love, like I said, it takes time to put things up, decorations, whatnot, is I do work on getting lights up just because of the practicality of taking the time to put them sure. up. We do not light our lights up at all. So they are up. 
Christmas tree might be up. We decorate that usually mm-hmm. either Christmas Eve or like to a couple days going into Christmas Eve and Christmas. But usually Christmas Eve is when I like to try to decorate the tree and then we'll bake a birthday cake for Jesus. That's yes. the other thing that we do every year is oh, we will have a birthday oh, cake right. for Jesus. It is one of my favorite things um, that we do and um, the lights do not come on. But the eve mm-hmm. of, you know, Christmas Eve, um, the lights will come on. And then what I do is I keep them on 24-7 for the octave. At least oh, the yes. whole octave. I, can't, <laughs> I don't even shut them off. It's probably not a good thing to do. They're safe. Don't worry. Um, I check on them, make sure they're not hot or whatever. But I keep the lights on in the house and outside 24-7 for the octave. And then I might start just turning the lights down at night um, inside the house where mm-hmm. the tree stays on. But keeping them on constantly because it's just one big, you know, birthday party and i you know christmas does not end on just the 26 it's not time to take it down that's when we're just getting started i know in fact you're reminding us that we were going to say talking about how this whole idea that christmas is the time prior to the 25th and the 25th you literally throw your tree out in the curbside i know it's so sad actually absolutely opposite like the 25th is the beginning and you have the octave and then you have if you i mean we leave our tree all the way up into epiphany and i mean it's just well well into the season and you know it's very counter-cultural but but the the church is not about moving with the culture the church is the church and her wisdom and beauty and there's so many fascinating things for those people who may not understand what we're talking about with the jesse tree it's the whole idea of of jesus being born from the root of jesse and salvation history as you mentioned and it's glorious because it takes the kids through the old testament all the way up to the idea that where did jesus come from now remember when we go to holy mass on christmas the reading that is written read is literally who begat who begat who begat who all the way all the generations 14 generations another 14 generations all the way until the birth of jesus so this is a time advent is a very much a time to remember the beginnings and remember how it all started Mm -hmm. and to not jump ahead is very difficult i love how you say it's not realistic because you're probably like I am, Michelle. We've got a lot of Christmas stuff going on. So yes. in order to get to not be crazy, I do actually have friends who literally put their tree up on Christmas Eve. And I remember thinking, wow, that is crazy. Because I know I wouldn't be able to do it because I decorate, like I said, every inch of the house. And I know that's not necessary. It is not necessary. Right. But but the joy of the season is such that yes. it you want to, as Catholic moms, you want to make everything beautiful and just... Yeah precious for your for your husband and your children and because you're making memories right michelle you're making these are things that they're going to grow up loving and and just remembering with preciousness and hopefully carrying on to your grandchildren and and really knowing the reason behind a lot of things that we do in christmas um because we're not even thinking about advent are very superficial things and we need to remember that the catholic church teaches that there is significance behind every single aspect of the liturgical year and Advent yep. is a perfect time to be doing not only preparation in your household with the purple and the Advent wreath and the Jesse wreath and the shepherd and everything, but also to prepare yep. your hearts. Can you tell me a little yep. bit about anything you might do prayer-wise, some prayers that you might be saying? Is there anything that you have done? I know you probably pray the rosary. I know you do pray the rosary every day with your family. Tell me a little bit about prayer life in Advent for y'all. So it, it depends, like... There's so many wonderful things out there to follow. Like I said, you could just Google. There's wonderful things that you can find online, print online that are free. Mm-hmm. I just have, like, these wonderful little um, – I, I, 
you know, little booklets that in there, they're just short, sweet little meditations, reflections. Mm-hmm. There are many out there. In some years, I go a little more where I might just, we might just do at dinner time, right, because Dad's home, we might just try to get in the little meditations um, mm-hmm. by, the, by the Advent wreath. But during the day, I may have... Um, you know, a booklet that I'm following and I'll read aloud with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that are super sweet out there, too, is the Spiritual Christmas Crib, if you've ever um, done that oh, one. That one that. you can also find online. I think there might be a couple of versions, but that one is super sweet, especially with littles. Um, it's short and sweet, but it just is so profound. The Spiritual Christmas Crib, if you've done that, like, so on day one, um, is a stable, uh, so you frequent, you know, during the day, Aww. offer your heart to a little infant Jesus, ask him to make it his home, sweet Jesus, take my heart and make it meek and pure. There's just so Aww, many beautiful little precious. ones, and then as you go along through Advent, you're cleaning out the cobwebs, and, you know, might be tending to an animal or something, that fixing the fence or whatnot, and, um, and it also brings us to a wonderful opportunity for reconciliation, so one of the yes. things that you know, is, uh, is what we ought to be doing is uh, frequent in reconciliation, but if it's not been that frequent, then Advent is definitely the time mm-hmm. um, as you're approaching Christmas. Um, that's one of the things that we make sure. I mean, we have been frequenting more now, um, attending the Latin Mass. It's, it's just the convenience factor is there, and so we yeah. are. But um, if for whatever reason you don't have, it's hard to get out with littles. I know. It's, I was one of those moms. <laughs> it's just like I have to make the opportunity to go, and it's not always yeah. easy. The end of the day, they're done. For you to scoot out and have, you know, um, a, a good reconciliation, I know it's not that easy, but Advent is the wonderful opportunity and time to make that happen with the family. Um, examination to consciousness nightly, of course, but yes. um, to leading into the Christmas season, make it a point to just, um, if you have to split up, but um, if you can go as a family, if you have kids of age, obviously um, everybody doing it as a family, and, and swap. I mean, I see moms do it. We've done it, you know, where one goes in, you take the little, and then you have to swap. I know it's easier said than done. Trust me, I get <laughs> yes. it, especially if children are not um, there's a Where there's a will, there's a way, Michelle. Where there's a will, there's a way. It's funny. Joe just said that this morning <laughs> on his show. Absolutely. You know, Michelle, let me, let me pause you there for a minute because we're going to be yeah. uh, ending our, our on-air uh, portion of our show. But I think okay. you can stay with us just a little bit longer into the after show sure. uh, on do. Facebook Live on social media. So, folks, if you're listening to us on the air, please you know, log on to your Facebook account. Go to Guadalupe Radio Network. You can see our live show and continue on with our after show. Um, we're talking about all things Advent and... Uh, a little bit of Christmas in there. I do want to ask Michelle about the another Advent calendar that we uh, have kind of slacked off on, but I want to keep it going again uh, with little notes, but I want to tell, oh, t- tell yes, much yes, about that right, as well. Right. But folks, again, Ooh, thank you so for tuning stay in. Listening. <laughs> we, we pray that you have a blessed Thanksgiving if you're going to be uh, leaving us now. But please join us on the other side with via social media on Facebook Live. God bless you. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. The Schoenstatt Rosary Campaign 
70th anniversary commemorative pin is now available for sale for $10 at the Hope Religious Store. The Hope Religious Store is located at 17071 Low Road in Helotus. Or you can contact Edna at 210-254-5770. 210-254-5770. All proceeds from the sale of the pin are for the upkeep of the Schoenstatt Shrine. Do you need a will and keep putting it off? Do you need guidance on settling the estate of a loved one who's passed away? Gilson Law Firm is a faith-centered team of legal professionals who can help you navigate the probate process and put your final affairs in order. I'm attorney Sim Gilson, a sponsor of GRN. When we meet, we'll talk about Catholic health directives and charitable giving, about faith and family. To learn more about our team, visit tricountylawyer.com and make 2020 the year you put your final affairs in order. San Fernando Cathedral downtown has confession daily from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the Plaza de la Cruz. San Fernando is located at 115 West Main Plaza, and the confessionals are right outside of the gift shop. For more information on daily confession, call 210-227-1297. That's 210-227-1297. Or visit their website at sfcathedral.org. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.